to Bruce and Broadway. Ha 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 ha. You ready? Yes. Well, good, because we're recording. Oh. Clink. Hold on. And you said you were ready. Clink. I, clink. Drink. Drink. Hello, everybody. Whoa. Spicy. Welcome to the last episode of Spooky Season. Um, I'm Nathan Brown. And we're going to get drunk. We're going to get things wrong. Uh, like, comment, subscribe. And <laughs> <laughs> there's a guy on YouTube who used to do that that I love. Um, and for now, I'll turn it over to my co-host. Hello. I'm Karina Bemisterfer. I am guest number 54. Mm-hmm. And today we are doing Lizzie the Musical. Yes. Um, for those of you who don't know, you're about to. Uh, Karina and I actually just went and watched this musical for y'all. It's a tax write-off for... Live and in person. Yes. It was our first show post-pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um... Do you remember the show you saw before the pandemic? Dear Evan Hansen at TPAC. Hello, Dolly. In Orlando. Didn't you see that in the pandemic, though? Well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So pre-pandemic, who's to say? Mm. There was a lot happening back then. (laughs) Um, But yeah, this will be a short little thing. It was a a fairly short show. It was 90 90 minutes. minutes. Yeah. And unlike Come From Away, they took an intermission. And they did not need it. Well, they changed costumes. So maybe they needed it because of that. Maybe. Who knows? Um, But let's get into it. Um, So the book... Okay, so book, music, lyrics... Wait, Mm. we're wrong. The book is by Tim Maynard. Okay. Good for him. Uh, the music and l- okay, music is by Stephen Shalik de Mayer, okay, and Alan Stevens Hewitt. Sure. Okay. Uh, right. Alan also arranged the music, which I have some notes over. Oh. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, and then the lyrics were by Stephen and Tim. Okay. So we did it. Uh, it has not it's run... It's men that made the musical. Yeah. That's interesting. It's two men who made six. I know. It's just very... Yeah, I guess that makes sense. It's just very female, like, empowered, driven, blah, 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 feminism. Okay. That too. And... I meant them, but... Oh, the two of them. Yeah, probably, yes. Probably. Um, One can assume. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they... I have notes for them too. What are your notes? Go do, ahead. Do you want me to give my notes now on that? Oh, oh I was going to say. Well, wait. That makes sense. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, um, we're, we're skipping things. So this, of course, is based off of Lizzie Borden, who, growing up, I thought it was just a ghost story, but she's a no. real-ass person. She is. Um, Not just a nursery rhyme. Is that called a nursery rhyme? A children's rhyme? Um, yeah. Like London Bridge. <laughs> this is... <laughs> the face you made. Yeah. Um... You could have canned wine like me. And... Real classy. Real classy. Um, so, this has not run on Broadway. Kind of surprised it hasn't run off Broadway. I think it did. Oh. Well, I don't, Okay, hold on. I could be wrong, but Go I, ahead. The only reason why I think I know that is because the girl on TikTok who does the OOTD, the Utada, her name's like Deanna or Diana, I can't remember. Okay. She does shows in New York... And she was Lizzie Borden. So oh, okay. it must have done it 
somewhere it, off Broadway in New York. I'm well. They might well, have done I guess like a cabaret. Been, I guess or it. No, it looked like it was a. I, oh. like I said it looked like it was a full production. I could be absolutely a hundred percent wrong. Oh damn. Okay. Well. You know it what? It also could have been at a. For, for all I know, it could have been some like regional small thing, and maybe absolutely. that's not not considered. But who knows? Yeah. It was a good time. It's four women. Mm-hmm. The whole cast. Singing music. It's very much like Six. Yes. And if you listen to the soundtrack on Apple, it is not only the entire musical, which is great because it means you know the whole story by listening to the soundtrack, which is always great. Yes. But there's like maybe 10 lines in the whole show and they are also in the soundtrack. That's beautiful. So like literally when I was showing it to Dylan, I was like, oh, this is the whole show. Yeah. Like, this is the whole show. Like, the very few, like, one-liners they gave are in the music. Yeah. So you can listen to the soundtrack on Apple Music. Highly suggest. It's or, very good. Or Spotify if you have that. Oh. Um, I have Spotify. Oh. It's free. That's right, because you have it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Karina's going to be our historian uh, factoid person today because true crime. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. So, because this has not had, like, an official, like, Mm -hmm. Broadway cast, we're going to go with the four people that we saw and y'all. They were good. They were phenomenal. They were so good. Um, It was a wild time. Uh, Two of them are, like, from New York, and then one of them worked overseas for a little bit, and then Mm -hmm. one of them was just also amazing. So. Yes. um, Okay. Lizzie Borden and our production, which we saw at Street Theater. In Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh, was played by Delaney Amatrudo. That's what, yeah, I would say that. Yay! <laughs> Delaney, I'm sorry. Uh, she's crying. <laughs> right. She's, she's specifically found- listening to this. Uh, Emma Borden was played by Hannah Arne. Mm-hmm. She was great. She was. Uh, Bridget Sullivan, who the girls called Maggie, it's a whole thing, was played my, oh my gosh. Malia. Malia Milstead. Yep. And then Alice Russell was played by Caitlin Paraco. Pareco. 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 She's awesome. She used to work at Disney. Mm-hmm. Not with me. No. Well, she worked in Hong Kong. Is that what we saw? Yeah. Um, we only know this. She was from- the one who performed overseas. Yes, yes, yes. Um, because my favorite thing is getting to a show early and then reading where everybody got their BFAs from. Um, and we did. And we did. We got their arguably earlier than that well because the ticket said seven and the show was allegedly at seven thirty. so we had lots of time we did um i don't know so now that we've gone through the cast of the four people yes karina who would you be in this show lizzie borden absolutely she was first of all this girl was delaney was insane that girl was I w- when I was listening to the soundtrack, I looked at Dylan and I was like, this girl is good on this soundtrack, but I need you to know that our Lizzie optioned up at every op- uh, every opportunity she got. She was so good. She was insane. They were all very good. There was not a weak member of that cast. Correct. Like, I every- didn't know the music well enough to be like, oh, that's an option up, but like... Oh, no. I didn't... I mean, I knew yeah. after we listened to it. Yeah. Because I knew nothing about the show other than like... Going into it, the only thing I knew about the show was... The historical pieces right, right, about right. it. But I knew nothing about the show itself. I didn't even know it was a... Like a six-esque rock <gasps> show until we sat down and you said it. There's a guy I follow on TikTok. Um, 
and he's the musical dealer is his handle. And he is just like, hey, if you liked ABBA, here's another less known show that like you would really, really enjoy, I think. And so he he like deals you musicals. And I this is how I even learned about Lizzie because he talked about it. Um, And I think it was because when Six was really popular, he was like, hey, if you like Six, you'll love this. It's very similar. Um, But it's not like poppy. It's like Alanis Morissette, Evanescence. Yeah. Very much. Which the pre-show music was like Evanescence and... Uh, uh, Paramore, Heart. Yeah, which I thought was Avril Lavigne. (laughs) He goes, oh, it's Avril. I said, no, it's not. It's Paramore. It was all my jam. Um... Bridget Sullivan, and oh, wait, we, we talked about that. We talked about who the cast was. Yes. Um, who yeah. would you be? I don't know. Bridget would be a strong second choice for me. Bridget was phenomenal. She's, she's the... But I think I'm also just obsessed with the Caitlin, girl, how who... how she played it. Yes. But she's a, she seems to be a character, like... Lizzie's character is pretty straightforward. You can't really... You don't have room to wiggle right. around with that one. But that one, at least, I feel like you could play... Because she played it very differently than it sounded like on the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. She played it like she was in on the whole damn thing. Okay. The soundtrack, it did not sound like that. But then again, it's just the soundtrack. Who right. What? How do I know? But... Who's to say? But she was very funny. She reminded me... She looked like Penelope Featherington from Bridgerton. But she acted like Mrs. Lovett. Like, kooky and, like... I hope she's, like, at her house, like, that's exactly how I wanted to play it. That would be so nice. Um, No, but do you agree? Like, it was the Mrs. Lovett, like, mannerism. There's there's still somebody she reminds me of that I cannot place. Like, like antics-wise? Like, physicality? Yeah, Mm. that I cannot place, and one day I will, and then I'll have to make a whole, like, five-minute mini-sound about it. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Lizzie had great music. She had such um, good music. But like you said, it's very much like you have to do this because yeah. this is what happened. Um, yeah, I'm down for Maggie. Because, listen, it's four women and they were all on stage. Yeah. A very, even even the non-Lizzies were on stage a decent one, amount of time. The, the sister. The sister was on the stage the least. Yeah. But but she still had great music. She still had great music and she was on the stage for the like big, big stuff. Yeah. Well, no, but... She just had she had ample stage time, I guess. Yeah. So, what we're gonna do? Okay. Is a weird kind of thing. Okay. Because this show is literally just the story right. of Lizzie Borden with a glaring difference. But I'll get to that. Yes. So we're kind of just gonna tell you the story of Lizzie Borden. Okay. Because like. That's yeah. what the show is. Yeah. It's just like, imagine us singing this in a rock musical type way. Like, that's... Literally. Legit what happened. Um, but we do start... The one thing... Also, what note do you have? The one... About what? You were like, I have notes for the musical. For the music. Oh, for the music specifically? Not yes. even the production we saw. But, oh. like, there were some times where I was like, does that chord work? Oh, okay. Yeah, that was literally oh, it. And okay, it wasn't, okay. like I said, the girls were amazing. There was not a weak singer among them. No, not at all. But, like, sometimes I was like, it doesn't hit my ear correctly. And it wasn't even a, like, ooh, this is spooky kind of yeah. thing. I was just like, eh. I think it's because it's that genre of music. Because if yeah. you listen to, like, the genre they were trying to emulate, there's a lot of that where you're like... There's, like, like jarring music shifts. Yeah. It's pretty common. Now. Okay. I have performed okay. since I was five. Right. I have performed at one of the world's leading 
entertainment companies, mm-hmm. and I have a BFA in musical theater. Yes. So, I feel confident in saying my one note about this production. This particular production. This particular Got production it. was. I know what you're going to say. When they walked out in the beginning. Oh, that's not what I thought you were going to say. Oh. Oh, no, the special effect? No, no. Oh, okay. No. We'll, okay. We'll talk about we'll, that. Okay, though. cool, cool, cool. I thought you were going to say the drummer. That drummer was so loud. <laughs> but, if, but if you listen to the, the soundtrack. Was she equally as loud? just as loud because Dylan was like, I can't hear half of what they're saying. It's like, me too. Um, it just and that a has small a, like, venue. It was a small venue. Small venue. And <laughs> she was a good drummer. Listen, so she was loud. She was amazing. She was beautiful too. She was gorgeous. And the girls slayed. Yes. Um, I'm convinced one of them is listening to this and saying like, no, tell me how you liked our production. No, really. <laughs> um, the only thing that I truly did not yeah. fully enjoy is when they walked out in the beginning. So, like, there's, like, this undertone, like, uh, overture. Um, and you see the four women come and stand downstage in darkness. And they just stand there until there's a light cue that hits each one of them individually. Like, uh, under, like, an underlight. Yeah. And it was very cool. But I was like, we could have taken our time getting here because, like... You watched them stand there. You know what for... I wonder? Had it been a state, a, a production that had a curtain, if it had just, would if it, it would have just risen right before they hit that like light cue. Probably we would have heard that because the beginning is a little is little kids singing the Lizzie Borden nursery, nursery rhyme. Right. Yeah, that's a that's a legitimate thing that's been sung since eighteen hundreds. Yeah, um, it was like a jump rope yeah. type th- song. Um, and I wonder if, if it was a production with a curtain, cause it wasn't, it was like a black box. Yeah. If it would have been like, right as they almost did that cue, they just shoop, and put the curtain up and then let them. That would have been nice. See, six does that. Right. They have a curtain. Right. And then they rip it down, but the women aren't out yet. Oh. And I'm like, why don't we have the women out? Cause that would be good. It's like, whew, they're right there. Thank you. Yeah. Oh no, I agree with you. We're now talking about six. <laughs> Whoops. Um, so, uh, we do get the nursery rhyme that yes. leads us into the show. It's just Lizzie Borden had an axe, gave her mother 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. Yes. Allegedly. Yes, allegedly. Also, if I, I read, reread the police report, it's not 40 or 41, but. You know, I think I heard that where it's, it's like, like 17 or 15 or like, it's not. It's still a lot. It's, it's still too lot. many. But it's not 40 and 41. It's like 16 too many. <laughs> Please. If it's 17, it's 17 too well, many. Yes. Um, so we get this song called House of Borden, uh, where they, it's exposition rock, yes. uh, where they set up how they live. It's 1892. Mm-hmm. Uh, they live in their house with their father, who has remarried mm-hmm. to a woman with the last name of Borden. Well, because his last name is Borden. Hey. How about that? That's how marriage works. I was the whole no wait no listen. Hold up, let me tell you something. Can I finish? I was so confused. Legitimately, the whole musical. I was like, why did they change their name? Because her. <laughs> you like, thought the whole family changed? took the wife's name. No, baby. <laughs> His name's Andrew Jackson Borden. Uh huh. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And her name was like Abby Brown or something like. Hold on, wait, hold on. I had it. You go for it. Her, Abby Gray. Oh, okay. Yes. So you had the color part. I did. <laughs> yes. Andrew Jackson Borden and Abby Gray. Then when they got married, she became Abby Borden. There we go. Yes. 
Cool. So they make a point to talk about how cheap their father is. How he has a lot of money. Yes. And he's gotten his money in a very shady manner. So that's kind of what the real argument is. It's like, hey, you didn't get your money in the most, like, savory manner. So, Mm -hmm. like, why can't you spend it on us? Oh, okay. Like, he cut caught. He was a funeral funeral director. He was something with the funeral. And he would, like, he would charge people for, like, an expensive coffin. Like, oh, he's a very tall man. You need to buy the extra large coffin. And then he would put them in a small one and, like... Chop them up and put them in. Oh, no. That's what the, that's like, by the way, not, none of this information about this story, Lizzie Borden as a whole, is 100% accurate. It never will be. It happened in 1892. Right, right. We, any case that have, any true crime case that happened in the 1800s is based wildly on media reports back when reporters would show up to a murder scene, stand in the blood and be like, this is a good story. And like, write it down. <laughs> And like, or they like, were wielding the axe. Like the black dahlia. Oh, she had a beautiful flower in hair. No, she didn't. Some the reporter put it there. Like that kind of stuff. Oh my god. Like that kind of stuff. So it's like, right. We base all of our quote unquote fact on the opinions of writers who were trying to sell papers. So we do know some stuff is vaguely like okay. So we could say with about ninety nine percent certainty this probably did happen. Yeah. But like anyway, yes, he had a lot of money. He. In no way, shape, or form acted like he had money. Right. The girls wore crappy dresses. They they would eat, like, rotten food. Like, there was a whole thing. Yeah. Uh, and specifically about the food, they, like, there was a line that the maid sang, Maggie, yeah. the maid, she's like, yeah, like, the mutton we eat on Monday is, like, the soup tomorrow and, like, the leftovers on Wednesday. Like... He doesn't care if we get sick, basically. Right, right, right. Um, so... He marries Allie. Abby. Yep. And um, the girls don't like that. No, they think she married him for his money. And at first they're like, joke's on you. He has it, but he's not giving it to anybody. But then the fear becomes if their father dies because she's younger than him. Um, Right. To my, if I remember correctly, she's younger than him. The joke is, it's like, haha, you're not going to get his money. We don't get his money, so why should you get his money? But then right. it's like, oh shit, if he dies, you get his you money. are going to get his money. Um, so there's a point that uh, Lizzie makes to say uh, that her middle name is Andrew after her father. Her father wanted a boy. Um, and she's like, I'm innocent, and I'll leave it to my counsel to speak on my behalf. Mm-hmm. So... We move on. The, again, like Karina said, this is all, like, sung through. It's legitimately, like, sung it's through. It's, like, and the, and the songs happen, like, back-to-back. It's like back Hamilton. To back. <laughs> the song, excuse me, the songs happen back-to-back-to-back-to-back. To back to back to back. There is, like, not a lull. There's not a single lull in that show. Yeah. Um, so we get a song called This Is Not Love, which starts out as, like, a little ballad mm-hmm. and then turns into a anthem. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, um... We kind of get a weird undertone from the father. An allegedly. Yeah, a big allegedly. That he loved Lizzie too much. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, again, all alleged, none of this can truthfully be proven, as well as a big, big, big thing in the middle of the show. Yes. It's all allegedly. Um, Lizzie cannot tell us. Won't. 
she's dead, so can't. <laughs> Thought you meant in the show. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> so uh, Lizzie and her neighbor, Alice, Alice Russell, Russell. Uh, start talking. Now, Karina, you're, you will be allowed to scream in just a moment. Good, thank you. Um, but we get the sense that violently so in front of us because they're showing us that there is a secret relationship happening between Lizzie and her neighbor, Alice Russell. Um, and she's like, yeah, all I need to do is get the fuck out of here. Um, so that would be great if that could happen. Mm-hmm. Karina, would you like to yes. talk about why you're upset about the show? Here's what I'm The writing, not the production. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, the production was great. Production did nothing wrong. Yeah. Whoever wrote this show, men. <laughs> no, there's all, okay, so there are, there are, there are big stories in the true crime universe that are quote unquote unsolved, though we, some of them, we have a pretty good idea of what happened, but there's a lot of allegedly's and supposedly's and possibly's and this and this. Mm-hmm. Anyway, supposedly, allegedly, possibly. Part of the reason that Lizzie lost her shit on her father was that she was in a secret relationship with a female, which was obviously very frowned upon in 1892. Mm-hmm. And he found out about it. Now, as far as the historians go, that relationship is with her maid, Maggie, Brid- Maggie Bridget. Bridget. So when they, and then, but Alice Russell is a real person, was her really her neighbor, Mm -hmm. was a very good friend of hers, and has a very big role in the end of her story. Yeah. But, in, in, to my knowledge, there is no assumption that she and Alice had a relationship together. Well. There's a, they were best friends. They, they, they spent time together. Alice was a widow who lived with her mother. That's how she lived next to the Bordens. Yeah. It was just, they were a friendship. Every historian who I've ever heard. Oh my gosh, they were neighbors. <laughs> to, to the, the theory of Lizzie being queer mm-hmm. was that Lizzie and Maggie were together. Gotcha. I'm sure maybe someone in history thought Alice was a relationship but the popular opinion is that it's maggie and i don't understand why storyline wise we had to change that big piece of history when the rest of the show for the most part is pretty accurate pretty freaking accurate i don't know that's my that's my argument yeah everything else go for go off mama uh so alice sings a song to lizzie called if you knew which alice has Alice is the, of the cast, probably the most fragile. Oh, yeah. Not not in, like, a mentality sense. She just has a softness to she her. Has the, she has the most delicate songs. Yes. And she also is, like, the soprano of it. Oh, so, yeah. like, she has, like, the Lil T music. It's And the girl who did it was Very good. so good. Uh, I'm so sorry. I need to remember her name. She's the one that worked at Disney. Yes. It was... Uh, Malaya. Malaya. Nope. nope, it was Caitlin. Caitlin. Sorry. Sorry, Caitlin. I know you're not listening. <laughs> um, so Could you imagine? I'm going to tag them in this. Um, anyway, she, she sings this song about how she's, um, 
she's standing in Lizzie's wake with a secret of her own lesbianism. Mm-hmm. Uh, queerness. Not Queer, because, yeah. We like, don't know. Right, right, right. We can't speak. We don't speak for the trees. I'm going to. Okay. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> You're the Lorax. I'm the gay in. Lorax. I speak for the trees. Um, the trees say stop littering. Um, anyway, and also that they're gay. Anyway, um, trees. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Trees can be gay. No, they can't. I I agree. <laughs> Have you seen a weeping willow? That is a dramatic gay if I've ever seen <laughs> one. Any anyway, um, so she hints explicitly to their relationship. She's um, more bold about it than Lizzie is. That's true. In in the way that this was played, it was very much like, I'm going to show you that I how I like you. And like, it almost seems like Lizzie is caught off guard by it. Yeah. And she says, hey, if you knew, uh, if you knew, would, uh, would you tell me everything? Like, like right. if you knew that I loved you, would we be able to work? Would like, we be able to make this a thing. Yeah. Um, and would you let me hold you close? It's very sweet song. It's a very sweet song. So, Lizzie goes up to her barn, which is where she has her secret meetings with Alice, Alice. Russell. That was part of the, 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 at the beginning, they introduce, each of the girl introduces herself, and her thing is, I'm Alice Russell, I was lived next door to Lizzie, and I always took her calls. She always took me. Yeah, she always took me upstairs. Yes, took she my does. call is upstairs. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> wink, wink. You know. So Lizzie sings. Okay, now I was very confused for a moment because I thought because in the production that we watched, they also used handheld mics uh, for the majority of Act One. Some in Act Two. Yeah, it was a little bit less in Act Two. Um, but they had this. They they had a barn loft built. On a, on a moving scaffolding piece. We didn't know it moved to the end. Well, true. True, true. Uh, spoiler alert, everybody. Um, and they had a cage with a bird in it. I thought it was a microphone for a little bit. I was very confused. I was just like, what's happening? Why uh, is she cradling this <laughs> microphone? I was truly confused. Um, but it was a bird. Because Lizzie Borden kept... She made a roost for pigeons. I also didn't have my glasses on, so... You could have. They were fogging up. Oh, well... Um, all I needed to do was listen to the music. Uh, just like the Beatles. Um, <laughs> thank you. Is that the Beatles? I don't... I love the Beatles and I don't know what you're talking about. Listen to the music all the time. That might not be I don't the think so. Beatles. Okay. Um, so, she know. sings about the birds. Um, this is my favorite. Talk about it. Do, wait, wait, is it the song I think it is? Hold on. Yes. This is my favorite song. Okay, talk about it. Oh, no, it's just, she, she starts out singing about the birds, and it's a very, like, sweet song, and then it changes tempo and mood very quickly. Yeah. And then Bridget comes out, or the maid comes out, and starts singing about, they're trying to, they're trying to make you, under the audience understand that. While you, everybody went into this story, because like most people know the story of Lizzie Borden, it's not a big mystery. It, you don't even need to be really into true crime to know the story of Lizzie Borden. So like you go in with a preconceived idea of the story, and so basically the song was like a we're going to make sure you understand that while yes, the story of Lizzie Borden is sad and dark, it's much sadder and darker than you think because they're talking about how bad the house is. So while Bridget is singing this 
very, very intense, very pretty, like, I don't even know what you call it. Like, what she's, like, which... Like, Bridget's little verse? Like, her verse, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Her verse, Lizzie's up on the, in this production, up on the scaffolding behind her, and she's, like, repeating, like, almost frantically, like, these same lines, but basically saying how her dad never let boys come over and court her, but now, they made it clear in the first song that Lizzie and her sister are both kind of beyond... Marriage. Marriage, like, age-wise. Um, Boo. She's saying, he, like, she's like, he never let the boys come. And then, like, it starts turning into t- fingers on my hands on my knees. Oh, daddy, this is that t- song. Uh-huh. And it's like, Daddy, no. Daddy, buy me a dress. I want the dress like the girls on the hill because he didn't buy them anything. He didn't treat them with kindness and nor treat them the way he should considering the money he had. Yeah. It's just a very intense song. And she did a very good job with it. Yeah. And Alice grabs her and sings a very short song uh, called Maybe Someday, where she says, maybe someday your heart will be open uh, and you will know, uh, and I'll, I'll make you see that your secret's safe. Your secret's safe with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so Alice is putting in the OT. She is. For the... Um, in a relationship that didn't actually exist. Now... Lizzie and her sister do not like their stepmother. No. Not in the slightest. And they were just like, what if she, like, died? Like, just very casually. Um, this musical makes it seem like... in It makes it seem like, and I'm sure there are a lot of people with this theory, that everybody kind of set Lizzie up to make a decision. Oh, oh, now hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. Because what happened, we did skip a song. We did skip a song. But we also missed a moment in the show where the older sister, Emma. Yes. Oh, I thought you were going to come to that. Comes in with the will. Yes. That's what we're talking about. Yes. She comes in with the will and she explains to Lizzie, she's like, if dad dies. We're SOL. We're, yeah, because she gets all the money. And they're like, well, what happens if she dies before him? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, hmm. Plot, plot, plot. And then Emma sings Sweet Little Sister. It's a good song. Which was so good. Um, and they shared a handheld microphone, which I was very into. Yes, I like that. I was that. here for it. It's basically like, because Emma was 14 when their mom died. She was 12, 13. No, 12. When they're, when Lizzie was born. Okay. She was 12 when Lizzie was born. She was like, meaning Lizzie was only two. Yeah. When her mom died. So she was like, you never got to know our mom, but I promised mom that like, I would make sure like you, I, I'm trying to treat you like, sh- and show you how she treated me. Yeah. Because according to their, like the kind of the background they've given, their mom, their mom was excellent. Yeah. But it's just, just a new woman. Um, so she's, like, trying to tell her that she's, like, trying to save her. But, like, there's not much at this point after their father has made the decisions he's made. There's not much they can do anymore. And in real life, by this point, Lizzie and Emma were so upset with the mom and hated the stepmom so much that they weren't even living at the house, really. They were, like, going to stay with, like, friends or, like, staying at, like, hotels, equivalent of hotels. Right, right, right. To, to avoid being around their stepmother. That's like, wild. That's how much they couldn't stand her. Um, yeah, and they also talk about, like, yeah, my dad's, like, kind of not 
doesn't acknowledge anything that's happening. Right. And she's just, like, fully in control of everything now. Mm-hmm. And so, Emma kind of, like, packs her stuff. It's a fair view. And she's like, yeah, I gotta go. Literally is like, I've got to go. Goodbye. Fair view, fair haven. One of the two. Fair something. Fair haven sounds a little more... Accurate. I yeah. I remember. Um, so... With that, they legit are like, what if she died? They, like I said, it makes it, this musical makes it seem like a lot of people put a loaded gun in Lizzie's hand and was like, oh. Yeah. Whatever you're going to do with this completely loaded gun or this, like, do it. I can't believe the tiger ate my face, said the woman who voted for the tiger eating party. Yes. Um, so, Emma leaves. Yes. And Lizzie is just sitting around at home and... Bridget comes in and she's like, hey, your sister left this book here. It's a book of, like, literally poison. Household poisons. Yeah. And so they sing a song about, like, poisons and plants and what constitutes as a poison. Here it comes. Now, Bridget makes some tea. And in the production that we watched at Street Theater Company in Nashville, um, at the Dark Horse Theater, um, they had a tea set, which had been out on stage the, the entire time. And Bridget comes over and she's like, tea and so lizzie she's like is, i have to make miss borden's tea yeah and so lizzie this is like a dream sequence of course lizzie starts making oh i didn't take it as that at all oh really no wait is this right after everybody this is right before everybody, no i thought she was just imagining this oh see i thought okay that makes sense oh, okay. it actually does make sense okay um lizzie is of course singing like just repeating all the poisons and she's talking about the tea that she can make and she picks up this sugar cube legit a a sugar cube and she puts it in a cup and then they pour some water in the teacup and legitimately it started smoking because the the sugar cubes were dry ice it was so cool we were very close to it. It just, it did not clock to me that that was a thing that they were doing. It was very clever. I, it was so, so smart. And so they were singing over this quote unquote poisoned cup. cup. Yeah. It clearly wasn't poisoned, but like, it was like smoking and like had like the little smoke rings that like dry ice does. It was very cool. We were both like. <gasps> yes. Okay. So wait, Krina, you might actually be right because we get a tiny little like scene Mm-hmm. What are those called? A vignette um, uh-huh. of they're like, hey, everybody in the house got sick except for Bridget, right? And we just think it's the milk. So, like, what happened there? Well, and Lizzie tells Alice, and this is this is part of the reason that people are like, maybe she didn't do it because she was like, hey, everyone in my house got sick, legitimately well, she, everyone. Hold on, we forgot one big thing. She tells Bridget, hey, I'm gonna go somewhere. And Bridget's like, oh, where are you going? And she's like, I'm going to the doctor's office. And she's mm-hmm. like, why? If you're sick, like, lay down. I'll go fetch the doctor. She's like, no, 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 I just need to go pick up something. And he's like, what are you picking up? I can't remember what she says it is. It's like a poison. It's like something acid. Like, yeah. And she's like, why ever do you need that for? And she's like, to remove a stain. And like. Oh, yeah, And yeah. so she, as she's leaving to go to the doctor's office, she runs into Alice and Alice is like, where are you going? And she's like, oh, I'm going to the doctor's office. Why? What's going on? Oh, my gosh. What's going on? And she's like, well, everyone in my house is sick. And mm-hmm. she's like, what do you mean everybody's in your house is sick? She's like, yeah, everybody is sick uh, except for Maggie. Well, the only thing that we ate or drank that Maggie didn't was the milk. Was the milk. So, oh, my God, maybe someone is poisoning. Oh, maybe someone is poisoning our milk. And she was like, why would someone do that? She's like, father has lots of enemies. 
blah, 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 blah. And so it's like, it could either, it could be Lizzie setting up an alibi or it could be a legitimate thing that like, I told you Andrew got his money in kind of backwards and yeah. like ish way. So it's like, maybe he does have enemies. We don't really know. Um, but she's Who's saying, to say? she's saying that she thinks that someone has poisoned the milk, which totally could be her trying to steer clear of suspicion, but we don't know. Good for her. And Good for establishing an alibi. And that's when we have our big lesbian moment. Will you say? Will you stay? Yes, it's so good. Now, Mama, I didn't think they were going to kiss. They did. They did. Oh, oh, we have forgotten probably the most, the best part of this particular production. The costumes? Yes. The costumes were fucking phenomenal. Now, this is, now we're talking specifically first number Everybody was ripping off their, like, very period-appropriate costumes well, to Alice's reveal. Well, Alice's was on until that moment. Well, yes. Okay, so, barring Alice and Maggie, who never got a costume reveal, which I was... She got a little bit of one. She got a shorter dress, but that was it. Did she? Maggie? Maggie's dress was shorter. Uh, it really wasn't... It was not noticeable enough. It wasn't dramatic quite like the other twos. Now, the two sisters in, like, the opening number... Lizzie, at the very least, in the opening number. Lizzie maybe got hers taken off, like, immediately. Like, dresses were ripped off, and it was, like, corset chains. Mm-hmm. And, like, a petticoat. Yeah. Uh, but Miss Emma, her sister, was in a leather daddy, like... Yeah. She was in a leather corset with, like, a leather binding up at the top, like... And then... I didn't... I missed the shoes. I know. She was wearing... Emma? Hold on. Emma? Hannah? Hannah Ann? Hannah Arn? I'm sorry. Send me a picture of your shoes, please. Because I've talked about these shoes for two days straight and he did not get to see them. Truly. She was wearing, and I say this, and I don't mean this to sound negative because it's not negative in the slightest. They were stripper shoes. They were like the big chunky platform at the toe. Mm -hmm. And then at the minimum, a like six to seven inch heel. The whole In act two, she was a full five feet shorter. She really was. (laughs) Because she put on combat boots for the second second uh, act. But she... Like, in her song with Lizzie, the the sister song we talked about, she literally, like... Towered over her. And she had to, like, bend down. Like, she, like, did a squat to, like, be on the same level as Lizzie. The whole time she was singing that song, because she was, like, jumping around and, like, being very rocker chic. Like, she was, like, kicking her legs out and shit. And I was, like, I was... The mom in me was so concerned. That she was going to fall. I kept thinking, I was like, this poor girl's going to break her ankles. No. She's good, but no, she killed it. She literally killed it. And then I, I after Act One, the first thing I said to him was like, "Did you see her shoes?" And he didn't. I was like, "Just wait till she comes back out." And then she came out in, in combat boots, and I was like, "I'm so upset. They were so good." So listen, Emily, Hannah, send me a shoe. But anyway, this is <laughs> send the me part. A picture of your foot. <laughs> For my wiki feed. No, we're not. Boys. She was so close. She was like in the process of taking it. And then she's, she's like, like nope, deleted. She's like, I'm a mother. <laughs> no, but this is, at this point, you're right. Alice was the only one who didn't take off her costume and have a big reveal yet. But then we have this very sweet song about their love. Yes. Well, and Lizzie talks about how she's afraid to sleep in her own home and how she sleeps with like 
her one eyes eye. like half out open or like one yeah. eye fully open because she's saying that someone poisoned their milk and is trying to kill them well and also allegedly her father has a very inappropriate relationship with her as well correct um so alice is like hey if you come sleep with me you can sleep with your eyes closed yeah like i'll i'll keep a lookout for you which is so sweet and it's a very <laughs> soft song where alice like takes off the in this production took off her costume to reveal like a very beautiful like lilac lavender like a much more um dainty corseted outfit than the like other flower girls. embroidery yeah. and stuff yes very pretty very dainty whereas the other girls had like chains and things like that like yeah. hers was very de- definitely very soft very like very feminine and so they're having this moment this is an important lyric though mm-hmm Cause she's and it gets reused, so that's why I'm bringing it up. Mm-hmm. Alice says, "Will you lie next to me?" That's part of this, like that's the big chorus part. She says, "Will you lie next to me?" Uh huh. That becomes important later. Yes, um, because of homophones. Yes. Um, so she she does ask Lizzie to lie next to her, and um, she's just like, "I'll keep my eyes half open." So that you can keep your eyes closed. And then they make out. And then they kiss. Yes. Um, multiple times. Then they go back in the, in the attic and then they full on make out. Yes. Now, this is my favorite song in the whole show. Mm-hmm. Why are all these heads off? It's good. Uh, Bridget. Now, where, is this the part where she oversleeps? No, that was at the end of uh, the song that I told you I liked. Oh, okay. They fall, like, that's when, because when Emma comes out to be like, I'm leaving, she's, like, calling for Lizzie. And she's like, Lizzie! That's right, that's right. She's like, oh my god, we overslept. So, like, no one knows about, I think, at this point, Maggie has an inkling that there's something going on. I bet her sister on. knows. I don't, no, because remember, she doesn't find out till act two, oh, that's remember? that's right. So, I think Maggie has an inkling just because she's the one that's, like, making her bed and stuff. Mm-hmm. That Lizzie is, like, not sleeping in her bed and stuff like that. But, yes, here comes your... The... So, Bridget comes in and she's like, hey, Lizzie, your dad doesn't want you uh, or Mrs. Russell in yes. the barn anymore. Together. Yes. Um, he doesn't want you touching the birds because he thinks they're dirty. Right. And she's like, well, what do you have? And Maggie has this sack of blood. Like, it's yeah. bloodied. And um, she's like, oh, your dad, you know, he chopped all the birds' heads off because And that is dirty. real. That is an accurate story. That's, I don't like that. Yeah. Um, and so Lizzie snaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is her tipping point with her father. It's her villain origin story. It truly is. She had one nice thing. Well, she had two nice things. She had a couple of nice things. But the birds were like her escapism from yeah. her family. Um, and so they, she's like. Wild. She, like, comes unhinged. And so Alice is like, everything is fine, Lizzie. We'll find a better way. Uh, like, I'll protect you. And Bridget's like, there are two sides. Um, and you didn't, you don't get to choose what side you're on. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't choose what side you're on. Uh, but, and Alice is like, but there's right. And Bridget says, and there's wrong. And in the production that we saw in Nashville, Tennessee, at the Dark Horse Theater, produced by <laughs> Street Theater, uh, <laughs> Street Theater, Theater, Street yeah, street theater. Mm-hmm. Um, that could have been so good. Um, Lizzie was in the middle, and 
Alice is her, like, very good angel on her shoulder. Yes. And Bridget was on the other side of the stage as her, like, devil on her yes. shoulder. Being torn between the two options in her life. I loved it. It was very good. Um, And so, um, Lizzie says, I'm standing, I'm standing looking... I'm standing, looking forward in the dark. A feeling brushes past me, and I know the wind has changed. Girl. You is gonna kill something. So, oh, this is Bridget's little song. Where, yeah. where like, uh, Lizzie was, like, disassociating. Yes. About, like, everything. She's like, that one. Yes. Yeah. Um... And so Bridget is like, the air is standing still, a foul wind blows, uh, leaving a strange metallic aftertaste. Mercury is rising as the drops of stifled rage collecting weight begin to fall. Um, Ancestral blood, her father, Mm -hmm. uh, stains a daughter's ivory hands hands, and splatter over the reeking floor. Mm -hmm. Foreshadowing. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Like... (laughs) Literally. So, we get the finale of Act 1, which is somebody will do something. Somebody will do something. It's and so good. Lizzie finds the axe. Yes. In her basement. She, she makes it seem as though it was like she went into a blind rage. She's like, I didn't see the axe. I just felt it in my hand and mm-hmm. I went for it. Which is, yeah, which is part of the argument is that she like... Insanity. And she went, like, legitimately, went a little, like, she blacked out, essentially. Now, this also sets up where everybody was. Yes. Uh, Maggie's washing the windows. Father's taking a walk. The stepmother went upstairs. uh, And I went down to the cellar. And, like Karina said, her hands just found the, her Mm -hmm. her hands just found the axe. Excuse me. Um, Lizzie. Um... So Bridget comes in and she's like, oh my gosh, you you scared me. Um, oh my gosh. Um, but your dad is home and he's going to nap on the couch. Well, hold on. Go for it. You've skipped something vitally important. Go for it. She goes up, she, her stepmother's upstairs cleaning the room. And so Lizzie goes up there and tells Bridget like, hey, I'm going to go upstairs. Like, see ya. And Bridget's like, cool, cool. And so she goes upstairs, and that, and then when Bridget says, "Hey, Lizzie, your father just came home," Lizzie has already killed the mother. Well, <gasps> allegedly, allegedly, the mother, the stepmother is dead at yes. that point. And in the real story, when when Bridget is opening the door to let in Andrew, she in her text, who's Andrew, the father, gotcha. She she swears that she heard Lizzie laughing upstairs. And the argument is... He walked in. No, no, no. The argument is, like, if Lizzie was upstairs and could be heard laughing... Why didn't Maggie stop her? Why didn't Lizzie... If this was an unknown murderer, why didn't Lizzie see the murderer? Because if she was upstairs at the time of the murder, there would be no way that she would not have seen the killer. Gotcha. Because the argument is that it was this unknown person who came and killed... The stepmother were like, but if you were upstairs, there's no way you would not have seen the killer. Well. That's the argument. The other argument is, you were upstairs when your stepmother was dead. Let's put two and two together. Right. Um, so, 
Okay, what's happening? So the dad goes to lay down on the couch, right? He goes to take a nap on the couch, yes. Right, right, right. Okay. And, and the stepmother is supposedly gone doing a house call. Sure. Yes. And so Maggie, nope, Lizzie asks Maggie, she's like, hey, are you going out? And she's like, ah, I might, I might not. And she's mm-hmm. like, there's a sale on dresses. I'll give you money if you fucking leave. Yeah. Kind of vibe going on. Um, and so... Oh, and then she asks, she's like, hey, where's your mom at? She's like, oh, she's with somebody. She got a note. She left. Um, And so Lizzie says, with Maggie so retired, because Maggie left, uh, stepmother quite undone, father will be napping. He'll wish he had his son. And then she goes and allegedly kills her father. And then she sprays some blood on her face. Yeah, and she turns around and she's covered in blood. Yep. End of act one. Yes, and we've left a petticoat on the floor. We have left a petticoat on the floor. Oh, God, for... the dogs have let themselves... No, tongues! I can't believe you've done this. Um, so, we get the beginning of Act 2, Anne Lopin. And we um, get a completely useless intermission. Repro- we didn't need the intermission. We did not. Run it like... Again, run it like Come From Away. Um, if your show is 90 minutes, that's a movie, baby. We can push through it. Yes. Unless there is a drastic costume change, which there you were, have I mean, to do. And you do have to clean the blood off of Lizzie like Oh, it. that's true. I didn't think about that. Like that, she didn't redo You know what? Makeup. I'll allow it. Yep. <laughs> Never mind. I take back what I said. You can have that intermission back. So. I just thought about that. She has to redo her makeup because she sprayed that stuff on her face. Yeah. All right, fine. I'll give it to you. You're on thin ice, Lizzie the Musical. Um, and so, uh, we get a reprise of 40 Wax, the nursery rhyme. Now, we also get Bridget singing about the fall of the House of Borden. Um, because... There's lots of revisiting songs in the second act, which is great. There is. I love them. They're I familiar. Yes. Um, and so, everybody's like, what happened? The house is a crime scene now. There's allegedly a person who came in and did, did this. A monster. The body is still in the house. Um, <clears throat> Lizzie's like, I was in the backyard and I didn't see anybody and I didn't hear nothing. So, leave me the fuck alone. And Alice is like, where were you in the yard? Like, Alice, like, for the first time asked Lizzie a question where Lizzie actually gives a different answer right. to. Um, because she also says that she was up in the barn. Yeah. Like, her response to where were you in the yard, which Lizzie said she was in. Mm-hmm. Was that she was in the barn. Yeah. So, Mama. Get your story correct. Come straight. Like, come to the table with with the story so, nailed down. I know we have a, we, we're having a relationship. Here's my time to tell you. My father was an asshole and I killed him. What do you want to do today for dinner? Like, yeah. that's how I handle things. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and so, Lizzie tries to tell her, she's like, I went to town and then I just came back and I was in the barn getting ready for a fishing trip. Yeah. Like, it's all... Suspicious. It is very suspicious. It's sus, as the children say these days. <laughs> Yes. And so uh, Bridget is kind of the, not narrator of the show. I wouldn't put it like that deep, but she is kind of like I would say, hitting yeah. the major plot oh, yeah, yeah, lines yeah. of like, if if they're, if we're trying to time jump, it's Bridget who's like covering She's all that. She's telling you everything that you've kind of missed. Yeah. And so Bridget says, Lizzie was in the backyard, or did she say the barn? It's only been a day now and she's spinning quite a yarn. Like Lizzie, again, yes. does not know what she, again. 
just have the story you're going to tell. Um, oh, and like you said, that the body is still in the house yes. and it is hot. And there's no air conditioning. So let's get this wrapped up is kind of where I'm at. So, oh my gosh. So her sister comes home. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what the fuck, Lizzie? Literally. Literally the name of the song is What the Fuck, Lizzie. And so I know Lupin. Lupin loves Lizzie Borden. <gasps> Lupin. Lupin. Did she do it? Lupin, you know, don't you? <laughs> Lupin is the spirit of Lizzie Borden. Oh, that makes want. so much sense. So um, he's like, I just want to get on the Lupin. bed. <laughs> and come, come here, you lunatic. So... Oh, don't. Oh, my God. You're... Well, that was Lupin, everybody. <laughs> that was Lupin's opinion. So, we need to get him a tiny little shirt that says it's time for Lupin's opinion. Oh. <laughs> so, you cannot breathe that hard. <laughs> you just can't. When you had help getting up on the bed. Lupin, come here. Go over there. Here. This has been Lupin's corner. Um. So, Emma comes home and she's like, what the fuck, Lizzie? Again, the name of the song. And she's like, we had a plan. And dad wasn't part of it. Yes. Um, so. So what was the, what was going on there? Uh, and Lizzie's like, well, he's not going to lock the door and we'll be fine now. Like Lizzie is like so much like you weren't here and I took care of it. I took it. There was a problem. I came up with a solution. What You're you welcome. Yeah. It's a very Karina way of, <laughs> of handling it. It's the way it. I live my life. Um, and, and at one point Lizzie's like, all the money is ours. Mm-hmm. This is important. The money situation is very important to the story. Oh, that that yes. The money is now theirs. The money is now theirs. It, it becomes a whole thing later. Yes, and Emma's like, you know what? You ain't wrong. You're not wrong. And now that I've processed this, I'm behind it. Yes. Um. So. And and Lizzie says, "Ain't nobody home but the sleeping and the dead." Gonna sleep tonight in sweet satisfaction. She's like, she okay. is literally the definition of I'm gonna sleep just fine tonight. Yep. Um, I can sleep with my eyes closed now. Now, the big question is mm-hmm. this dress covered in blood, which was left on stage during yes. the intermission, which chef, was very chef's clever. kiss. Yes. Um, do we burn this dress or not? Yes. I say yes. If, 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 if. I were to kill somebody. Right. I would burn the evidence. Oh, 100%. Like. 100%. Especially if the only thing that connected me to it was a dress. Mama, pour some wine on it, light it up. That's why you kill people naked. (laughs) That's why. (laughs) That, and if they survive, are you going to, is somebody going to believe that you were attacked by a naked naked person? person? (laughs) Um, so, anyway. Um. Their whole debacle is, do we burn this dress or not? Mm-hmm. Also, do we burn the old will that was never actually legally filed that says... The mom gets everything. The mom gets everything because if we don't, then it's like, hmm... Motive. Motive. Um, oh, y'all didn't know I knew legal terms? <laughs> One of the most used things on Law and Order. Um, so, they all... The sisters both decide... Like, the Emma burns the will, the old will. Yes. No, the new the will. The new will. It would be the new will. So, she burns the will that was not submitted to the court. Correct. And Lizzie burns the dress. And guess who sees her do it? Alice. 
There Russell. It is. Oh, that's when uh, that's when when Emma comes home to like deal with the repercussions of her father. <gasps> that's being killed. right. She's like, Lizzie, where are you? And mid Tris. Correct. Lizzie comes down like fixing her outfit. And then she's talking to Lizzie and she's like, uh, what do you want to do with this dress? And she holds it up. And all of a sudden Emma comes running downstairs. Alice. Oh, yeah, that's what her name is. <laughs> Alice comes running downstairs. There's two Emmas. <laughs> Alice comes running downstairs and she's like, Emma. And she's like, Alice. Like, Okay, let's talk about this for a second. Why do playwrights, uh-huh. this has nothing to do with Lizzie, Okay. who have full control of their shows. Okay. Put characters with, like, similar names in them. Well, this th- this one was hist- history. I'll allow it. Now, <laughs> this I'll allow. You know what? Why is Hamilton named Hamilton and Andrew Jackson and George Washington <laughs> named that? But, like, when people are, like, John and then Johnny. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, why? Why did you do that? Yes, I agree with you. But in this, this case. Uh, this one. This one. Th- this. <laughs> you're on thin ice <laughs> listening to the musical. <laughs> um, so... Um, so we get the song questions, questions, uh, answering ah. questions, questions, answering mm, questions, questions, questions. The first time in an hour, we've actually sung one of these songs. <laughs> um, so Alice is like, what did you do? Who told you that? And what did you say? What would you like? Literally, these are, this is the song where everybody's being interrogated by the police. Yes. And they're talking, they're just basically spouting off all the things the police are asking each and every single one of them individually. But Alice is getting the most questions. Yes. It seems that. Well, it seems like Alice went to the police. No, no, no. Remember they called for the, like, Miss Alice. <gasps> oh, that's know, right. Yeah, yeah. Here's the th- I'm so glad I have a disclaimer on this <laughs> show now. <laughs> to be fair, we only watched it that one time. That's true. So, but it, they, they, well, and especially, especially, like, almost, almost the only reason Alice gets called is because she was the neighbor. And also, Alice gets called, or, yes, Alice gets called because in real life, too, and in the musical, the minute Lizzie found her, her dad's body, she was like, call Miss Russell. Because I don't want to be alone in this house. Oh, okay. Because, like, there's a killer around. Sure. So she has her call. So Alice was at the house from the jump, essentially. Yeah. Well, and they ask Alice, they're like, hey, did they all share their meals together? Were they all nice to each mm-hmm. other? What was, literally, what was the fi- family dynamic? Yes. Um, um, and they're asking Lizzie, yes, Lubin. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then we get, like, earlier when Lizzie went to yes. get the stain remover and the family had been poisoned. They ask Alice about that and she's like, well, she did say that everybody got sick and she did go to the market to get that stain remover. And, yes. And, but I don't know if that means anything. But then the big question came. The big question. Are you gay? No. <laughs> the big question in real life and in musical was if Lizzie killed her father she would be covered in blood. Why is there no blood on her clothing? Because the clothing she was wearing when the police showed up was a completely pristine dress. Right. And as we know from the penny scraping, she didn't have that many. Right. So they're like, where's this dress? If you killed, like, if she killed someone, the the police, which, you know, police work in the 1800s left uh, much to be desired. Much to be desired. They were like, 
The only way we'll know if she killed someone is if we can find this dress. Unless, yes, unless we watched her stab this man. She's not the murderer. Yes, and then they're like, where's this dress? She, She must not be the killer. There's no blood. Except for that M- er, no, Alice, Alice has seen the light. <laughs> well, Alice has seen the dress getting burned. So Alice is like, why would we be burning a dress? Okay, and how about this? That's that's literally conjecture. Because, well, because she's like, what's that? And they're like, it's got paint on it. We got we to gotta burn it. It's got paint on it. Okay. Yes, yes, I acknowledge you, and I acknowledge your feelings, and your feelings are valid. In the eyes of the law, that is she said, he said. Oh, no, 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 I agree yeah. with you. Oh, yeah, for So, sure. like, why are we Hence even... Hence why, spoiler alert, Let... she walked free from this whole thing. Correct. Sorry if I were to her. ruin the ending of the story. Okay, but I don't think a lot of people know she's innocent. Oh, yeah, she's Because innocent. when I first heard the story on My Favorite Murder with Karen Kogareff and Georgia mm. Hardstart... I didn't know she was innocent. Oh. I was just I'm like. I'm so sorry. That really was a spoiler. So sorry. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh, and so Alice ends the song saying, did she burn the thing up? Yeah. Answering questions. Questions. So after Alice is interrogated, Lizzie pulls her aside. And Alice is like, hey, I'm kind of upset about everything because like all these half truths are like all these lies lies are half spoken half lies spoken all the time so like just fucking tell me what's happening yes i love you tell me what's happening then yeah then we get a semi reprise or a reprise i guess there's a full reprise yeah of the will you lie will you lie and they change the lyric from will you not lie next to me to Will you lie here for me? Here for me. Will you literally lie for me to not die? Um, and Lizzie put up a, a lot of pressure on this woman. Let's just okay. Yes. 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 It's a lot of pressure on a friendship, especially because historically they were they okay were friends. Oh, oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> I understand the point you're making now. Um, well, in the musical, it's a lot of pressure for a relationship. It is a lot of pressure. For a French. <laughs> so, uh, would, would you, Dylan, if it, I came home and I told you, no, not Dylan, uh, me. If I uh, told you I killed somebody, would you lie? It depends on who it was. <gasps> mm-hmm. Wild. Oh, yeah, 100% depends on who it was. Okay. Who would you lie if I killed? No one. Got it. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, what if it was Daniel? No, I would tell on you so hard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, police. Come on. Police. <laughs> You're like, and I have it recorded. Like, you just... <laughs> you I'm ha- going to hold on to this on you, the off chance you kill him. No, it. you have uh, one of those... Um, Tape recorders? Mr. Uh, Mr. Talkies from, like, Please. Home Alone. Macaulay Culkin. Oh, you heard it here, folks. Karina, why do you have that? No reason. <laughs> um, just start recording everything. So... Would you lie for me if I kill someone? Not if it was Dylan. How dare you? I... Would lie if he killed you, though. <laughs> no, no, I believe I, that. I, genu- <laughs> I genuinely believe that. No. Dylan could die in a car accident like Karina did it. I think the only person that he could kill... Dylan? Yes. Oh. And I would tattle. Would be Lupin. <gasps> but he wouldn't do that because Lupin will live forever. Lupin's got that snail thing. He has immortality unless that snow touches him. Lupin, I will protect you from the snails <laughs> all the time. Um, it's, that's one of those phrases that, like, unless you have TikTok 
or like read it four years ago. You don't know what's happening. Um, So Lizzie is like full on asking her to lie for her. Um, And uh, Alice says, I saw you. I saw you burn that dress. And to be fair, that is all Alice does know. And that's kind of the crux of this whole problem. That's true. Is that Alice, yes, has a good idea of what happened. But at the end of the day, all Alice knows is that Lizzie burned a dress. That's all she knows. Right. It's not like she saw her do it. It's not like she admitted to it. She saw her burn a dress. Yes. Now, Emma comes and she's like, hey, I tried to protect you as long as I could from this. Right. But the cops are hearing you. You we have to go. go to jail until your trial. Yeah. Um, and so they sing this song. It's called uh, Watchmen for the Morning. And it's a prayer. It is, yeah. it is a, literally a prayer for protection for this. And they go out and they're like, they, they address the public. Yeah. And they're like, hey, we are offering a $5,000 reward. Uh, which Let's remember, they have the money now. They've got the money. And they're like, Thank you for standing with my sister. You know she's a fine, upstanding citizen. Like, like our poor father. Is, and we're going to have a reward for anybody who can catch the killer of our father. And our mother. Now, hold on. So, specifically, they say stepmother. Yes. Uh, but they do add it as a caveat. They do forget yes. to add her to that. Yes. But I thought they were going to say mother one time. Just I to did. be like. Because the whole show, they're like, that's not my mother. Right. Wait, but, did they not say mother? No, they said step. Oh, okay. Because I thought it would be like, oh shit, they're going all the way to yeah, like yeah. make sure they're covering their bases. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, but they did not, and I, I understand, but I would have been like, directors for the future, change that. Change oh, that, I will change that line. <laughs> um. So they, she, they yeah. sing this song. It's literally just a little prayer. And so now I told Karina. Yes. After the show, it is very much a song I thought I would hear in a cracker reel. Um, but I mean, that's it. Now we get a song called maybe someday and, uh, 13 days in Taunton, which is the jail. Yes. And Lizzie's like counting down and she's like, I'm here for 13 days and then I get to walk free. Yep. Um, and she also, this is also covers the trial. So it's the trial while she's yes. in jail. The trial is going to take 13 days. Yes. And they, they talk, there's this like, it's the song starts out with like a, like a very pretty like melody. And then oh, the, she, she repeats, my name is Lizzie Andrew Borden. They all repeat their beginning line. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, not Elizabeth, Lizzie, Andrew after my father. I was so Christian, christened. I am innocent. I leave okay. it to my counsel to speak for me. And it's like, boom, the beat drops and it turns into this like. Like Riot Girl esque song, where she's like singing about how like she she's literally saying, "I used the money from killing my father essentially to pay for the best lawyers on the face of the planet. I'm not going to jail. Like I'm not." I mean, OJ's legal team was quaking oh. over this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, that's an that's, appropriate loop. In. That should be a musical. The next musical. If I did it, that's what it's going to be called. No, it would that's be what called, his book is called. Yes, <laughs> it'll be called "I Did It." Let's tell you how. Please. Um. So Lizzie's like, everybody's trying to keep me down. Fuck y'all. Mm-hmm. I'll be. I'll be out soon. Now I'm going to read this word for word, and I'm not having a stroke. This is the best line in the entire show. Oh yes, and Emma says it. They're questioning her on the stand. Very clearly questioning her on the stand. Now, of course, 
it's these four women. So, like, they're doing this courtroom scene, like, just them. Um, and Emma says, I have no recollection of anything of that kind. No, sir, I don't seem to remember it. I don't remember what you asked me. I don't remember the question nor the answer. I can only say I don't remember giving it. I don't know whether I did or not. I can't tell you. I don't know. I was in Fairhaven. And, of course, she, like, rattles this whole she thing does. off. It is so funny. Because while Lizzie is singing in the middle, the girls are frozen on the side until the spotlight hits them. And then they kind of... They give their, like, testimony. They give their testimony. Yeah. And it seems like everybody... Minus Alice. Man, minus Alice. Are who keeping, is... Who, in our production, the three girls... Lizzie was in the middle, but the other... They were... She was kind of closer yes. to the other two girls. She than, was up in the corner all by herself. Correct. So she is... She's, Metaphors. She, they're all... The, Maggie and... Emma are like lying through their teeth. Yes. For Lizzie. Alice is not lying, but she's also not saying that Lizzie did it. She's literally just reiterating that what she saw was Lizzie burn the dress, but like up until this moment, things kind of seemed okay. Like Alice is, you could tell Alice is also on the fence that like if Lizzie did it. Yeah. She seems to be on the side. She's like, I don't like that she burned the dress. Something's going on. But, like, also, I'm not, like, so sure that she did it. But, essentially, this is where Alice t- proves herself to be a, quote, turncoat. Yes. Yeah. Um, And so, like, it's the whole thing. Like, the people recount the day where yes. they were. Um, And so, and again, Lizzie's just, like, counting down the days until she gets to leave. Um, And so... Bridget is like, hey, the mom told me to wash the windows. That's what I did. I don't remember uh, having heard anything or anyone until Mr. Borden came home. Um, And I heard Miss Lizzie laugh upstairs. Yes. Historically accurate. Yes. Um, uh, And Lizzie's like, hey, people are saying that I'm not upset and that I'm not in a black dress. But, like, I've done my share of crying. uh, And soon, again... I will be out of here. And then she's like, I have money to buy all the dresses I want in my whole entire life. Period. Because her daddy wouldn't buy her the dress. That's from the first, one of the first three songs. Um, and Emma, again, is giving vague retrospective. Emma is lying, lying. Uh, well, Maggie yes. is, like, kind of lying, maybe not lying. Emma is... Emma is lying. Emma is lying to the extent of not perjuring herself correct um she she is literally perjury's cousin (laughs) she is um and so um lizzie says they take the they take me to the courthouse the verdict comes in and only took an hour for men specifically men uh to put this all behind me when the old man says not guilty and that's the only time you heard from the whole band of the which so, I love. I loved it. I thought that was very clever. The, the band literally yelled out, not guilty. Um, yeah. And so Emma, Alice, and Bridget uh, separately uh, say, your secret's safe now. Her secret's safe now. Emma says, our secret's safe now. Uh, and, yeah. Because in, in theory, Emma is the only one who knows knows the truth. Yes. And so, Lizzie... Oh, this is Into Your Wildest Dreams. So, we get a fucking anthem... Yes. ...from Lizzie, talking about how she's going to fly up to the hill. Uh, yes, that was a big thing. The, yes. Living on the hill was, like, the sign of rich and opulence. 
in that town. And even though their father had enough money to move them on the hill, he did not because he was cheap, mm-hmm. frugal. <laughs> so basically the minute, in, in historically, in, the minute she won, her and Emma packed up, moved to their like dream house and like literally lived by themselves. And I would have hill. too. Yep. And they lived for the rest of their lives until they died. Up on this hill, living the life that they wanted, that their dad would not give them. I love it. Yep. And then we get a very quick costume change. Yes. Which the night we saw it did not go off without a hitch. Um, and that's okay. That's okay. It was opening night. First night jitters. Yep. Um, and you were trying to dress a corset, so I get it. Yeah. Um, but she's just like, I'm going to fly into your wildest dreams. I'll be there for every long goodbye. It is so good. It's so mm-hmm. belty. All the women are belting, but like Lizzie is like. She's up on the scaffolding and they move the scaffolding. She's legitimately the in the rafters. <laughs> she's literally, yes, in this one she was. Mm-hmm. She's being the bird that she, like, she's flying free like the birds. Like, it's like a whole thing. Yeah. Her costume even looks like, a, like, it looks like bird wings. Yeah. Um, and then as bow music, we get the Lizzie Borden uh, nursery rhyme, like, as a rock. It was so good. It was so good. And the girls, like, you could tell, like, in that they were, like, it was, like, that excited moment of we did opening night. So they were, like... Oh, for sure. Jumping around, like, one of them was climbing up on the, like, bars in front of the audience. Yeah. Like, they were, they were having the time of their lives. It was so good. So if you get the chance, because it's running until... Let's find out. November. Yeah, November 6th or 9th or something. I want to say that's right. Uh, And you're in Nashville highly highly oh, suggest go seeing it it was so very good it was well worth the trip well worth the price like it was so good yeah karina did you have fun i did i really i it, i had fun seeing it i had fun doing this I episode like, this show has quickly become like a top 10 for sure like it's i like it a lot yeah I well like and it also music. fits all of your it, did. it clicks all my boxes it was very good um and this is also the end of spooky season which is sad for now for now, it's right behind you. No, um, <laughs> so it'll come back next year. I'm, you know me. And see, well, it'll be season I thrive six. In spooky season. It'll be season six. Shut the. Really? Yeah, because it's season three. Oh shit! If I keep the same. Yeah. So yeah, well, I'm glad you guys had fun. Happy Halloween. Happy. What Halloween. are y'all going as? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I hope you had fun. Uh, tune in next week for another non-spooky musical because I, I, there's so few. I have, I have to save them for spooky season. Yes. So, Lupin, do you want to say anything? He's tired. Good job, Lupin. Good job, Lupin. All right, everybody. Like a person who's drunk too much in the end of every show, it is time to black out.